Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. And it's Friday, so you know what that means. We got a guest. You know. In the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, today we welcome to the show uh, a friend of ours, a comedian, musician. Please welcome Kyle Christ to the show. Thank you both for having me. I'm, <laughs> yeah. The pleasure is all mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, dude. I uh, uh, We've been meaning to get you on the podcast uh, for a minute here, so I'm glad, yeah. it's, uh, glad it worked out. The fates have lined. I don't know. If fates line. Stars. <laughs> the stars line. <laughs> there we go. And the fates. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not into astronomy. Uh, <laughs> I think that's astrology. Oh, actually. astrology. <laughs> We're off to a kicking start. Timing is right. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, dude, uh, thanks for coming by the show. Uh, you had a. Uh, uh, what's cool about Kyle is uh, uh, he's in a band, um, and he's also a comedian, which is a little kind, hybrid, kind of rare. I feel like. In uh, in Hollywood, and then also another thing, uh, Max Silverstein, who's also in your band, is also a comedian. Yeah. So uh, how did that? And your band is called LA Rocks, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how did uh, your band come about? Were, were you doing comedy before, uh, or after? Or were you doing music uh, at the same time? Like, how did that? I'll, come I'll about? try to make the long story as short as possible. Uh, when I when I got out of college, I moved to New York. And to do music, because if you want to be a rock star, you have to move to New York, yeah, right? I read that's that. where Gaga started. Exactly. So I uh, moved to New York to do be in a band, and I did that for like 10 years. And as that, was, that project was starting to wind down, I always wanted to do stand-up. So around 2010, I started doing comedy. Uh, then I moved out to L.A., then not for, for my day job. So not, it's not a sexy story. <laughs> but... Meeting people out here doing comedy led me to Max, and he said, oh, I play drums. And I'm like, well, I play bass. And then years later, I mean, that was five years ago. And then, and then like maybe two years ago, he was like, you know, I need a bass player now for something we're doing. Uh, would you want to do it? And yeah. So and that's why I got mixed up with them. Oh, that's awesome. Crazy. That's great. That, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's that crazy, but <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I guess to Los Angeles and I did comedy and I met a guy. Well, when you drums. when you moved out here, because it sounds like to me that you were just like, I'm done with music. I'm becoming a new man. It kind of, in a way, because with music, you have to be with the same people at the same time at the same place. You know, when are we going to get five guys together to rehearse? Can you do Tuesday? No. Thursday? No. Thank God, comedy, I'm just, you know, all I need to do is... Uh, find someone who can write my name on a list before <laughs> noon for some of these places out here. I don't know. No. But it's a lot. So comedy is a lot of more of a solo thing. You can do it at your own. You can grab the bull by the horns. Whereas with the band, everyone's got to have a hand on the horn. Yeah. Right. How That's long a, have you been playing bass? Since high school. Since, since high school. I mean, like, so almost eight, about 18 years, I guess, you know. Do you've got any music still from when you were in high school? Like recorded stuff in the garage? I have a VHS tape from my 10th grade talent show doing uh, Stone Temple Pilots plush. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I didn't get the ladies that day, but if they could see me now, they, they'd probably like that status. I don't know. Maybe that'd be about it. That's amazing. 
<laughs> I, I was curious because I, I was uh, interested when you, you started Witch because uh, before the podcast, I was, I was talking to Justin. I was like, I wonder if he wanted his first late night appearance to be comedy over music or how, how, like, how did you feel about that, uh, making your first late night appearance uh, as a musician? I mean, it was great. You, it's, it was it was awesome. I turned on the TV. I still have it TV'd. I put the save on it. I'm never. It's gonna oh, be on my course. TV forever. Locked in. Yeah, I looked good. I had my Spanx fit. I, <laughs> uh, and so it was awesome. But it, it, in 2015, if I would have had the choose, I would have said, "Oh, I got to be up there doing stand up." You right. know? But it doesn't take anything away from it. It just oh, happened totally. to be. It just happened to be when it happened, you know, like I did music forever and nothing ever worked out. Now, when I'm like trying to get five minutes at Rock Paper on Sunset, I'm like, oh, you got to get down to CBS. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you can use this credit as leverage whenever you tour a little bit or something. It's like, I've been on late night. (laughs) They don't need to know. Like a lot of people do that. Like uh, if they're like been on the sketches on Conan or Jimmy Kimmel, they're like, I've appeared on Jimmy Kimmel. And people are like, oh, really? Wow, okay, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you this great spot. Yeah, you're the extra in the sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to name any names, but a booker at a club. I Look, it, it's just one of the biggest clubs in Burbank. Said, Oh, no. <laughs> someone came up and said, oh, now that Kyle's been on uh, CBS, you can uh, give him some of those headlining spots. And they were like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, I, uh, I'm i still a 4 out of 10 on comedy as far as the <laughs> Laughing Skull Festival is, so <laughs> well, you know, maybe when I'm a 7, maybe I'll get that, maybe I'll start getting those spots, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we first met at uh, in North Hollywood, around. we used to see each other a lot at the Amsterdam open mic. Yeah, I, yeah. Li- I like that place a lot, I haven't been there in a while though. Yeah, same here, uh, they turned it like, into a hookah lounge in the back and stuff, and uh, yeah, I haven't been there. In a minute. I don't know. If I thought it closed down. Did it close down? I think it did. It might have. The Valley needs more comedy spots, you know. Not you you are you're kind of accelerating your career at a nice pace. Me, someone like me, I'm still trudging along at all these mics across the valley <laughs> and here in Hollywood. If you're listening out there, start a new spot in the valley. All right? <laughs> more valley spots, please. Yeah, well, it would be nice because the if I uh, go hit a mic in the valley, like there's usually maybe one, and then you're like, well, I can't make it back into Hollywood to do another one. So yeah, yeah that would be super helpful. And that's the thing where I'm at in comedy right now is all about chasing stage time. At least that's where I'm putting my priority. It's like, all right, what am I going to do today? Can I get to if I go to North Hollywood? If I do the ha ha, can I get back to here to do that? And then can I get to? Uh, you know, Jared's living room. Maybe I can get a spot there before he falls asleep. And <laughs> I, that's my whole day is like I plan out where I'm going to be chasing stage time. And then at the end of the day, my wife is like, "Oh, what'd you do today?" And I'm like, oh, "I think I did like three, four minute spots." And she's like, "You've been gone ten hours." <laughs> well, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't add up to to people who are not in the mix. Uh, now, is your wife pretty supportive of of the the comedy and music, or is she? Has she, has she told you like to lean more towards one? Like she's like, you need to go all in on this music thing, or you need to go all in on this comedy thing. Or is she pretty cool in general? She's been very supportive about everything. Uh, I'm not like I, I'm not one of these all hours. I'm not out till two every night. Mm-hmm. I'm in fact like 
eight or nine. I might be in enough to try to we get home to watch a TV show maybe. Mm-hmm. But she's never said you can't do this. You know, you can't do this spot or you can't do this show. Only once on Christmas Eve was she like. <laughs> And, and she went to bed early that night. I could have done that spot still. Could have made it to that 9.30 show. But she's been really great about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not on the road a lot yet. I would hope that happens. We'll see what happens when that happens. I don't know. Yeah. But right now, everything has been, she's the best. Melissa Christ, the best wife in the world. Shout out to Melissa. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, girl. I, I feel like when you have a girlfriend and you're a comedian, they get maybe one, a couple times a year when they're like, this is not happening. <laughs> I am putting my foot down. You can't do this. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. You're just like, you're not used to hearing it because you're used to them being supportive or whatever. My, my girlfriend's pulled that card on me a couple times. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, y- yeah you're right. You're right. Well, I'm married. So it's a little bit like, what are you going to do? Like divorce me, you know? But if, <laughs> if I was dating, I would totally, I would so be pussy whipped, you know, it'd be like, what are you doing tonight? Be like, oh, we're gonna we're watching PLL and uh, ordering Chinese. You know, these comics that can juggle girlfriends. I all praise to them. Uh, these comics that complain, I can't date, I can't date. Aren't you doing comedy? What do you want to date for? Like that's the opposite of comedy. I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so good for you if you if you got your girl in the, your corner. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I went. I went to uh, a girl told me I couldn't do a show on her birthday. But I, I, she said we won't start until eight. I did a seven o'clock show, and uh, she got super mad. So oh. you know that's what happens. That's why I get married like you. But you still made it to the party. Yeah, I showed up late, hit traffic. So I guess that's why she didn't want me to go. Showed up drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever uh, serenaded people with your music? I feel like musicians. That's what I would do if I knew how to play. Like. It's not part of my game. Not that I have a lot of game. Like I said, I'm married, so with a muffin top, so game is out the out of the corner. Ladies, <laughs> but my wife was like, "Why don't you ever sing me a song?" And I don't know. I can perform on stage, you know, to uh, to a dozen people, <laughs> you know, but strangers, yeah, yeah. But it, like, if my yeah. wife wanted me to sing her a song, I have a hard time doing it. It's, I guess it's the same thing with comedy. Like, you'll get up. You know, you can get up in the yeah. main room and that'd be packed house. But if someone is just like, hey, tell me a joke. And then it's the you, it's the most put off thing you can do to someone. You know? It just feels dirty when yeah. I feel like, tell me a joke. And you're like, no, I'm I'm off work right now. <laughs> I've had to tell somebody that. like they, they, uh, They're they like, oh, you're a comedian? It was on the comedy store patio. And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, tell me a joke. And I was like, I'm not. I'm off the clock right now. I, I've already done a set tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to tell any jokes. You can come see me. And they're just like so pissy. And then in a minute later, try to run a new bit on him. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm walking in front of Ralph's. And <laughs> Do you have any friends that that uh, that are bad about running bits by you? Yeah, I mean, I try not to call any comedians friends. It's just a <laughs> professional thing. But just it's, it's anytime you're waiting to get on stage, it's like bit radar. You know, anyone tell me, if you're not talking about a movie or a TV show, I'm always just like, wait a minute, are you running a bit on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm guilty of it too. I do it. All of a sudden, I get fired up about something and you want to, you, you, I don't know, you want to get it out. Right. How often uh, do you go back to New York? Uh, maybe once or twice a year. I was just there in January. We did a big show in Long Island um, with a revolving stage in the round. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Like, it was, a, it was a really sweet place. Like, 1,200 people. It was a huge audience. That's and great. Man. That was great. Um, and then I was able to get up a couple times while I was in New York, too. So it was like 
1200 music arena and then again like eight people at that bar on second <laughs> avenue it was cold out i didn't have a jacket i brought a scarf and a hat but i didn't have a jacket i had my luggage i was all awkward it was a bad it was it was maybe so, go ahead is it, so is everyone in your band are they married like i feel like you that's the thing. These other guys are so young. Like, I'm not, you know, in show business, you're not supposed to say your age, but I'm, I'm a maverick. I'm 36 years old. And these other dudes, like Max and Dylan, they're, you know, they're like 20 nothing. I mean, yeah. like, we have a song where Dylan is talking about, uh, like, 1996 <laughs> and how he was so young. And I'm like, shoot, I, grad I graduated high school in 96. Like, I had... You're just playing bass looking yeah. the other way during the song. You're like... Bam, bam, bam. Right? Like, I owned those Hootie and the Blowfish CDs that, like, you know... They're, they're making ironic references. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this antique CD. Wait, wait a minute. Like, I had to go all the way to Pittsburgh to find... It was sold out in Uniontown, you know? Uh, what, are, what are some of your... Uh, First, your, your musical influences, and then uh, we'll go comedy after that. All right, so music-wise, as a well, let me go as a bass player, as a specifically a bass player, because I like to shout out some of my heroes, like Rick Danko of the band, um, Duck Dunn, as you may know him from the Blues Brothers, but he also was like Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, a lot of Memphis, a lot of those guys. Uh, but then music, just in general, I'm a like a Beatles guy, a Stones guy, a Springsteen guy. Um, Foo Fighters recently, I've seen them. It seems like a half dozen times out here in LA. We've seen them a bunch of times. I saw them at a pizza place in the Valley sometime. It was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were still serving pizza. At the, like, thank God, because who wants to go to a oh a Foo Fighters concert at a closed pizza place? Never mind. <laughs> the kitchen was open. Um, rock, all rock, uh, uh, 60s R&B, um, all, of, all of the above. No, mm -hmm. no, not a lot of country, although I w was listening to Chattahoochee this week from uh, Alan. <laughs> That's Alan way down yonder on Chattahoochee. <laughs> <laughs> that popped up on the iPod. You're like, oh, where did this? All right, this is nice. <laughs> that's a bitchin' riff, man. You know, like you try to justify it. Oh, that's not country. That's a, that's, that's a riff. Anyway, yeah. comedy-wise, I mean, my guys are Bill Hicks. Um, I was, when I lived in New York, I was a huge Greg Gerardo fan. I would see him, like, as much as I could. Louis, I think Louis is the guy who took me from being a comedy fan to getting on the stage, just seeing him be irrelevant. It wasn't like he was doing anything that was new, but for, for me at the time, it just was, uh, I was always, but I was always raised on stand-up, like, uh, short attention span theater on VH1, yeah. stand up, stand up with Rosie O'Donnell was the host, yeah. you know, like those shows, those were just clip shows. I used to watch those all the time, like just forever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, have you got, well, in a, in a dream world, would you and Max ever want to open for your own band doing comedy and then, yeah, and like then switch kinda, over? Yeah, kind of like Childish Gambino does like a hybrid show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we haven't talked about it, but their dad, Max and Dylan's dad, has talked about it. Where he was like, "If if you know, if you guys had twenty minutes each, uh, you do forty minutes of comedy, forty minutes of music in one performance, where you yeah. don't you don't realize that the guy's running bits. He, you just think he's talking between songs, oh. and it you know, and it turns into comedy. I don't know, but the music we play is kind of like hard rock. I don't want to say like it's macho stuff." 
But like my material is far from macho. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you'd want to like play this hard rocker and then it'd be like, so, uh, you know, stepped on the scale and it was 224, <laughs> but I was wearing my biggest iPod. So, <laughs> you know, like, like I don't know how that, how that would sound in a, in a performance. But, you know, the guy that, if you had a top level comic playing top level music yeah i mean that would seem like unstoppable but yeah i don't know if we're ready for that yet so mm-hmm. we've kind of i mean we've had a bunch of comics on here that we kind of know how you come up but like music wise is it just like what is the ascension to success is it just make a demo and do all that i have no idea how today to do it. it's a lot di- like today especially is a lot different than even 10 years ago before it would be like you get signed to a label and they throw tons of money at you. You record your million dollar video, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just sell a million records. That was how it worked up until probably like even 2000. Now you just got to be on the road forever. You got to be you got to be in front of an audience all the time, every night, new audience because uh, it's got to grow. People don't buy albums anymore, you know. Like yeah, even the biggest band in the world. Um, Let's just say the Foo Fighters, they're not you know they're not selling a million copies of an album anymore. No. Yeah. So you got to be out there just all the time touring and you'll get signed to once you once you can sell a thousand CDs, then maybe you know a tiny label, maybe Dean Del Rey's label will pick you up for uh you know and they can get you on opening for junkyard band Y. And then mm-hmm. if you can sell 5,000 CDs, then maybe another label will buy your contract off the junkyard label and they'll put you on the no electric label. I don't know. And then eventually you'll yeah. get to the, we can afford everything label. But at that point you got to be big on your own, you know, like it's yeah. just, I don't know that that was the long edit. Let's edit that out. And <laughs> the, the short answer is, no one there's no rock I mean there's not really mega million rock stars anymore uh, no. yeah you and Bono so much was 30 harder. years ago you mm-hmm. know um, but you, no one is I'm sorry go do you think that uh, the being able to download individual songs hurts or helps the artist because if they're not buying a $13 or, how, or $10 whatever the, the album price is now if you're able to download just the songs that you get to skip over and you get to even preview them on iTunes and the different uh, online uh, music stations and stuff like that, how do you think that affects the artist? I think that it was inflated for a long time because you had to buy the $15 album so yeah. I can get I'm Too Sexy for this song. <laughs> right, I got to right. get the other 10 songs I never heard of, you know? <laughs> so the artist could really make a lot of fluff if they wanted. Um, now... If you make fluff, no one's going to buy it. Like, yes, you can put 20 songs on an album. Uh, I think Motorhead had their most successful album last year, and it won them a Grammy. But, yeah, there's two tracks that people were buying. So it's up to the artist now that you have to, you have to up your game. You have to, if you want to put out 20 songs, they better be 20 good songs. Yeah. Totally. What's like the... Uh... Because to me, I'm, uh, the thing is always bands are breaking up. Like how uh, I'm sure you've been in bands that have broken up. Like what? How do you? What's the most important thing to keep them together? Or like what? And what drives people apart? Well, passion is, is what keeps you together. If you're all going to the same goal, and it's same with comedy too. It's like if you're into it every day, you keep showing up every day. Yeah. You keep doing it. 
the minute you stop showing up, and that's the thing that breaks up bands is scheduling. The minute you can't get everyone in the room together, that's you know important. Uh, and priorities, because the minute you get a new girlfriend or the minute you, know, you want to watch Walking Dead instead of go to practice or to the gig, then that, I mean, that's it. We broke up because we, in my New York band, we broke up because we moved, we're moving. Two of us moved to L.A., and that, and that was it. That was that. So, so let's talk about your, uh, the, the process of your, your late night appearance, uh, how that kind of went down and stuff. Is it similar to comedy where the booker for a late night show will maybe come to a showcase or uh, a show that you guys are, are doing a set at and then just kind of come up to you and be like, send me a tape? Or how does that work? Our situation was more like the, the com- like getting booked for comedy where – in this case, Billy Gardell himself, who was guest hosting the night we did Lately Show, came to see us at North Hollywood at the other door where we were playing, and as a favor, to came see us. But then when he saw us, was like, "Hey, this isn't just a, you know some kid's band. Right. This is a real deal. I'm guest hosting." And he personally asked to book us. We were the wow. first wow. first band without a record deal on CBS. Wow. Um, so I would probably, most cases, is through the labels. The labels yeah. have liaisons with the networks, and it goes through like that. We have no, we, we you know, ours was more like comedy where the right person saw us and put us on. Well, that's pretty cool then. Like That, that should bring you guys some heat if you guys, you know, yeah. if, if that route, if, if, if a late night host sought out to book you himself and is like, hey, I will vouch for these guys. I just saw them, and they're incredible. Like, that's got to help you guys in the long run, I think. I hope so, you know. It's it's that kind of excitement that you need to push you ahead. It's like the same with comedy. Like, you can be have all the confidence in yourself in the world, but you need someone to either introduce you to the yeah. right person, to recommend you, or, or bring you along. And so for him to do that for us, and he even gave an awesome intro. He was he had something like, you know, no one in show business makes it without, you know, someone giving you help and... 18 years ago, it was, someone did this for me, and so now this is my chance to do it for someone else. You know, so wow. it was just very, really, really yeah. cool. And and Billy Gardell is, uh, you know, he's a cut above the rest as far as that kind of stuff. I've seen him come into a room and just annihilate, just what seemed like just doing crowd work. And apparently, he was really working bits and stuff. And like, so he's an amazing talent as a performer and as a person. I can say now from this experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> Do you have any uh, like crazy road stories? Like anything that's insane that's happened out there in the wild, wild west? Uh, let me tell you how wild the wild west is. <laughs> it's a lot of, and you know this just from going to Austin back, is a lot of like crammed dudes in one vehicle that yeah. probably haven't showered daily. And who, <laughs> beyond daily, who knows? You know, we'll let, we uh, don't keep track. Did you shower today? Don't say, did you shower yesterday? You know, don't. <laughs> don't even go there a lot of gas station food I can make a four course meal out of a 7-Eleven trip easy easily um, no chicks no chicks ever ever what chick wants to be like oh let me come check out your van and you know oh this this t-shirt smells like you've been wearing it since Wednesday you know like what the, I, you know these Motley Crue stories that you hear about and I've worked with Nikki Six from Motley Crue so I hear a lot of them they don't happen like that. That happened because of two things: cocaine and an AIDS-free world. Okay, like today, I'm gonna get better luck 
I'm going to have a better experience at 7-Eleven than I'm going to have <laughs> talking to some girl after the show because, but, so the wild, wild west, I don't know. The, the, most of my stories involve the van breaking down, <laughs> calling AAA in the snow, get the tow truck has to get a tow out of the parking lot because there's too much ice. That's, yeah, that's, that's the sexy part. That's, so do you, you, you guys don't have any girls come up to you after shows? Uh, like, you, you have to every once in a while, right? These guys, these guys do. Max and Dylan are like these heartthrobs, I swear. Like, they work out and, like, <laughs> pull-ups and stuff. Like, I don't know what, but they, they have chicks. And, in fact, just the other night, we were, on Wednesday night, we were just at the other door again. And uh, I was like, oh, like... No, I'm married, so believe me, this is just I'm just window shopping. All right, right I'm right, not right. I'm not test driving anything. <laughs> but I was just like, oh man, who's that chicken? It's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I like her. You know, she's this and this, and I'm just like, dude, we didn't. In my generation of rockers, we didn't get the opportunity to <laughs> pick and choose the girl. You know, just had to take it. These these young kids, they're so good. I. Has I it, like the era of rock when you had to, when you could be ugly and still be <laughs> like all my favorite band Journey. Oh, dude, Kansas, oh, yeah, yeah. all know, those the, guys. The not, Rolling not... Stones are the ugliest people ever. I don't know, like ev- ever, <laughs> ever, like Boon Chakalaka could be the, one of the Stones. A guy. I'm not. I'm not saying you're ugly. And, I'm just saying. And he's... for those of you who don't know, Boon Chakalaka. Boon Chakalaka is a homeless, uh, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> transvestite, transient. Uh, who uh, is around the comedy store, and uh, he look rough. Just like Mick Jagger, right? He's <laughs> but he like photogenic. Yeah. He's like the black Mick Jagger, I think, <laughs> as far as looks. No, that's not an insult. Well, yeah. <laughs> well. Has a girl ever come up to you after a show, and your wife has been at the show, and you're just like, get away from me. <laughs> Back up. I have, I, 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 knew, I know to plan ahead, and I always introduce the women to my, I'm like, oh, right this away. is my wife, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because... I don't want her. My wife. I don't want her to get any ideas because she will. She'll be like, "Oh, did you hook up with? Did you hook up with that girl?" And I'm like, "I don't even. I met that girl just now. You <laughs> like? I didn't have time. You were in the bathroom with me. I didn't even have time to. <laughs> you were holding my penis as yes. I was being. You were right there. Oh, that's geez. what. That's what you have to look forward to when married. You're just like you have to aim here. She grabs it and points it. <laughs> Can't even piss at the place you want to. Anyway, no. I'm. I'm. Uh, if my wife's around. Then introdu- introductions all around. Now, if the wife is not around, I have no game. Like I said, no game. <laughs> I, you know, buying drinks. Can I buy you a drink? I, I might, if I have the if I'm running the credit card, I might be buying drinks that night. So <laughs> it's good to know. Well, we're getting close to the end of our podcast. Wow, so already? I feel like yeah. we just started. That's <laughs> what happens. So uh, th- having so fun. This is uh, the Hollywood bitch slap section. Whatcha? <laughs> We briefed you on it. You got one for us. Did you got one in the, the old brain? Like this isn't very Hollywood. This probably could happen anywhere. In That's fact, okay this, too. This happened in Encino, not technically Hollywood. <laughs> the Encino bitch slap. Yeah. <laughs> the fir- I was like the first week I'm in Los Angeles. And now I came from. I moved from New York. I'm a I'm a city guy. I know how to you know, I know how to get around. I'm not gonna get ripped off. I'm at the doctor's office. Uh, for the, my first, because I, yes, I humble brag, I have insurance. And uh, uh, first off, there was an earthquake. So the the doctor was like, "Did you feel that?" And I thought he was like, he was messing around with my balls. And I thought, like, "Did you feel that?" And like, no, I didn't. 
It was an earthquake. But then, so we go to look outside the window to like look at the earthquake. I don't know what you do when an earthquake. <laughs> I'm looking out the window. Can you see it? I don't know. And what I do see though is the, the tow truck uh, like hooking up my car <laughs> right across from the. I was in front of Wing Spot, so I'm blaming Wing Spot on this because I'm a loyal Wing Spot customer. They should know. I was there before I went to the doctor's. Anyway, I thought that was enough to. I'm a, I'm a parker now, so I'm seeing the tow truck latch me up, and I'm like, run! I got to run and get out there. I get out there, and I'm like, save the day! I got there. Be, the car is still there. I'm, I beat the tow. No, they charged me just to take the car off the tow truck. I still got my <laughs> ticket for legal parking four to seven on a weekday. Like this Encino BS. Don't get me started. <laughs> so I still got that ticket. And then they made me pay him 200 bucks just for him to take a lever. Take like a Nintendo NES pad lever and just go from up to down. $200. And I was like, welcome to to Encino, Hollywood. That's not not really a sexy story, but. No, it's good. At least uh, least you got your car back, though. I've had friends that get their car towed and then they're just like, they have it now. Too much money. Hey, I was still making payments on that Toyota Matrix, so that thing was North, not North Hollywood Toyota. Don't I'm, I'm look. I'm not going to take a political stance, but shame on North Hollywood Toyota. They only gave me one set of car keys on this Matrix. They didn't tell me until after I had signed the papers. Who does? What kind of evil? That that should have been my Hollywood bitch slap. One set of keys for the car. And then I was like, well, well, can I buy a second set? And they were like, yeah, we'll give it to you at cost. And I'm like, what's the cost of a key? $300 oh, wow. for a key because it has some kind of... Chip or something? Microchip. <laughs> Look, I got a PlayStation that costs $300. It's got more than whatever microchip is in this thing. Look at this key. This key is $300? That's my bitch slap. North Hollywood Toyota, shame on you. <laughs> this took a quick turn. <laughs> Uh, well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming by the show, man. Uh, thank you so much for having yes. me. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to uh, see what uh, if there's anything that you want to plug for LA Rocks or uh, for stand-up coming up or social media-wise. Um, f- everything for me, you can check out kylechrist.com. Uh, we'll be we'll be hosting at Flappers uh, on Sunday. Will this already be out on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, it's coming out today. And then uh, the band LA Rocks is back at the. Well, no, we're loaded on Friday, and then we're Love back at the other door in North Hollywood on the last Wednesday of the month. I think it's the 29th. Check your check your calendars. Why are you checking mine? <laughs> LARocks.com. LARocksmusic.com is the band. KyleChrist.com is me. At Kyle Curry, so whatever those websites are that you, you know, Twitter, all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Sweet, good. buddy. Uh, yeah, dude, continued success, and I hope that uh, uh, a late night uh, appearance with stand up is, is close in your future. And congrats on the recent late night yes. appearance with your band. That's freaking thank amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah.